0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson, and today's episode, this is part two of our previous episode with our guest Celts. Now this is one unique episode since we're just going to focus on mostly on him and we're basically talking about how we basically met, what brought him to become a producer and a DJ, our small little tours, how the industry treated us, what does he hope to accomplish, and some recommendations to what to do when you're in this scenario. Now I know this is much more focused on him but it's because I want the people to know how talented he really is. and. All the stuff that he has come through just to get where he is and still not recognized. But I'm going to put him out there to make sure people listen to him. Listen to Celts. He's one of those people that you should keep an eye on him because he will be big. Guaranteed. So be sure to like and subscribe at your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. As well as the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's Lone Wolf Dot com where you can check all our latest episodes. You can also follow me at any of my social medias at wolfson Music for any recent updates, clips, new episodes, and whatnot. You know, you can say hey to me once in a while. I won't bite. Don't worry. So without further ado, let's get started. This is the Lone Wolf Podcast. You know, that's how, bro. that's how we do yeah. this, you know, that's how, <laughs> that's how we bro. Okay. What up. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I, once again, we got Chavala in the building. Also, AKA the new name is Celts. So thank you guys for coming back. Thank you Celts for coming back again to the episode. This is going to be a part two of the original episode that we did. We just talked a little bit about catching up and all the, the stuff. So now, but I feel like I wanted to do the second part with you so I can do more of a I want my audience to know who you are, where you come from and all that type of stuff. So, you right. know, I want people to know what you've been through, what we both been through together, what we have done together, what other things you have done and all that type of stuff, you know.
1: awesome man. So yeah.
0: let's yeah. start with the basic stuff. So like, w- let's start with the what got you into music in general? Wow. Um, what really got me into music, I think it was just always around me, man.
1: Like it, from my mom playing music out loud, you know how it is mm. every morning, cleaning, stuff like that. Definitely my sister, a huge influence. She was always always teaching me about new music from electronic to rock to pop to, I don't know, you name it, man. And that's how I really got into music. It just got introduced to me. It was already around me everywhere.
0: And yeah, I just love it. I love it. So what actually prompted you to become like a, a producer? Uh, I guess it started
1: when I like when I was a teenager, I was listening to a lot of like Cascade, Tiesto.
0: Mm, good stuff.
1: The stuff. Yeah. So and I was like really curious. So I was like, how did these guys make these stuff? And like, it's just amazing. And as the time goes on, I was seeing the glory of like, you know, when DJs are like touring and stuff like that. Yeah. I, was like, I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, we all want to do, man.
1: Yeah, so that's what
0: started it off, man, honestly. And that went at the same time as DJing or DJing came later on? Well, actually, um, DJing came first. Oh. I actually
1: started DJing. I went to Scratch Academy, which is like a school for like DJing. But mostly they focus like on how to scratch um, and stuff like that, like the old school ways. you get me? Mm-hmm. Like the final and all that stuff. And I really loved it. I loved the DMC championships, like uh, what's it called? A track, you know how he scratches? He
0: Absolutely, A track craze. All those, all those fellas.
1: Yeah. It, he was a champ and all that stuff. So I, I, was really fascinated, and I was like scratching. I was really good at it at one point because I was doing it like every day. Uh, but I was actually doing it on CDJs, not vinyls. I wish I had the vinyls. Um, the techniques twelve hundreds. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the twelve hundreds.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I started DJing first for like the first two years and then I started getting into production, started making like little edits, like intro edits because you know some songs you need like intro edits or you could just scratch into it. Yeah. Put, I started off in Fruity Loops and then I started putting like little loops in front of the songs where I could like beat match to and then,
0: transition from there and that's how i got into producing Like years later really and actually that's actually pretty interesting because i never knew you started out with DJing first and started doing scratch uh scratch academy and i, I always wonder how can you never actually got that far with scratch because i'm pretty sure those guys are just like te- i don't know next level shit of a scratching i could ca- i could have swear i could see you being a dubstep scratcher would you imagine that yeah yeah, I mean, I definitely
1: see it. Um, I I got to a point where uh, where I didn't find DJing as fun anymore. Oh, I, I fell in love more with the production, like the cool stuff you could get into it and all that. But definitely, I lost the the spark to the DJing. That's that's why I stopped doing it so much. I here
0: and there scratching is fun, but I'm nowhere
1: near how I, how I was before. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: That's very interesting. So what actually like stopped you for you know doing that? Is it because you weren't getting too many gigs out of it? Or is it you're not feeling the love of what or whatever the music was taking you in a direction and it didn't feel like I could apply applied on that? Like no, not at all. Not at all. I was I, I I what I was doing is um so I
1: loved it a lot. Like I would listen to DJs, like mix, like every time, you know, the five o'clock mix, the traffic. Traffic, oh, yeah. DJ oh, DJs, CX, I think it was. I always study these guys. But the thing after that was like, yeah, the mixing and the blending is amazing. But I want to be the guy making the music. You get me? Mm. And then I, I, when I started making these little edits, like I was saying, the intro edits. Yeah. Or I got into production, I started stepping more to the production side rather than DJ. And it's just like I, I just loved it more than DJing because it was like, I don't know. It was just more fun. I guess more advanced in a way.
0: And that's where, and how that led you to to go to SA where we both met.
1: Oh man! So for a couple of years, I was doing it on my own and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I was seeing like you know like YouTube videos and stuff like that. And then audio engineers, sound engineers, words would get thrown like that. And then I was curious. I was like, "What is this?" You get me? I searched it up. Um, and at the time, I had dropped out of uh, Miami Dade for my first. I was in like one semester and a half around there. I dropped out, and then I searched it up, and I was like, you know what? I gotta do something with my life. You get me? I can't just do the music thing. Mm. So I searched it up, and then SAE just popped up. I read more about it, what exactly audio engineer does, and I was like, hey, that's kind of what I love, like mixing part of it, the mastering part of it, right? Um, And that's what led me to SAE. Shout out to SAE, a wonderful school. I met a lot of people. Absolutely, I know on the industry is because of SAE. Mm -hmm. But yeah. That's
0: that's how I got to SAE. Just a simple search. That that's that pretty much exactly what I did, but I wish I could have actually done that a bit much more sooner, because I actually did my bachelor, but it wasn't because I wanted to do my bachelor. Like no two things. I was into peer pressure, and I thought that going to my bachelor, I can get what I really wanted. It turned halfway from my bachelor degree, and I, w- I found out that whatever they told me at the at the orientation about you getting to that certain place, like it was bullshit. So, so <laughs> yeah. I was like already halfway there and I wasn't gonna quit. I, yeah. Maybe maybe it's because I always had that mentality of not quitting, you know. I'm not a quitter. Like if I'm if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna see through it, you know, yeah. on certain things, you know. And I'm another pretty- thing.
1: I'm like, that's
0: good. Yeah. And another thing, I have my parents behind my back. They, they, you know, they want me to have a bachelor's degree, no matter what. That That's the first thing. And I have the peer pressure for my parents. They want me to have a degree. I wish I could have done what you did in which, like, no, I don't want this. I actually want to do this, which is Audio engineering from the get go, you know, instead of late in my half of my 20s. Basically, I started with audio engineering. I wish I could have gone that a little bit sooner. Maybe I could have gone a little bit further. Who knows? I I can't tell. I have no regrets, though. But I do say, like, I wish I could have focused at least on a school that focuses more on what I want, which was initially audio engineering. On Puerto Rico, I didn't have that. to find out when I came over in Miami, they started to have a school over there in um, Puerto Rico for audio engineering. I was (laughs) like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, what, what a load of bullshit, bro. You know, but I was already here. I already got my degree. I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's go to the SAE, you know, and out of SAE, actually, SAE was never my first option. I had UM as my first option. Oh, wow. And it's because UM has a good uh, music program and it has a master's degree in music engineering. Mm-hmm. I thought because of the term engineering can relate to what I'm doing and shit. Right. But when I got into it, it was more of a music theory shit. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I don't know music theory. I'm a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which now we need to know, though. <laughs> yeah. Now we need to know more. Yeah. And... uh it was SAE. Uh, full cell was another option in Orlando. Full sale was actually is actually pretty dope. But the problem with full cell yeah. is that they're they don't have a master program for what I want. And if I want to go to full school, it'll be attending a second bachelor. Yeah. So that's more time. I was like, nah, bro. Time is money. In, in that moment, you know. And what was the other school that I saw? Oh yeah, um, Icon was another one. But that was, oh, but that's man. fucking. California yeah. yeah so I was like I don't Reproduce his dream is a uh, icon. icon right if yeah. I would have uh, yeah if I can would have been at least the east coast I uh, maybe I could have done it because the thing is I mean at least for me I don't know how it was for you but when I went to SAE right
1: besides audio engineering I thought we were also gonna learn about like music production and stuff like that in my mind I, I thought that's what we were gonna do in SAE well as, as we were going I was like oh, okay no this is just audio engineering and which, it wasn't bad, but in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn audio engineer
0: and sound design and yeah. all Yeah. You know what? I had the same thought because the way they sell it to me, it was just like that. It's like, oh, yeah, you're doing this. You're doing music production and this, this, and that. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm starting to learn how to make house music. I want to be better. I want to be a successful producer. But now they actually focus more. They definitely focus more on the audio engineering aspect and little on the music production and sound designing aspect it's just a little bit they just give you a touch of it like yeah. it was a it was what one week of music theory and that's oh, it
1: yeah and that's it that was all and they gave you just the file that you study it.
0: yeah exactly <laughs> so it's like maybe you could have done a little bit more better i yeah. know for a fact that others sae schools have a better and more emphasized program than the one we we went on miami
1: really i didn't know that
0: yeah, because um, I did not notice that other SA institutes have a four-year program, which you actually get a bachelor degree at it. Yeah, yeah. There's others that's uh two years associates, and then there's one that's a year, and then there's one that's like four months, something like that. Because it's only it's only a diploma of you learning electronic music production, and that's it. So they do have there are other institutes, but obviously, shit, they're all across the fucking uh, nation. So there's one in Nashville, one in New York, one in Chicago, one in California, like two or three in California, right? San Francisco and Lake, I believe. And there's this one in, I don't know, besides Nashville, I know there's another one. Ah, Georgia, Atlanta. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And yeah, when we went to school, like I had a different set of view. I thought I was just going to learn music production because that's what I want. But I, I learned, you know, audio engineering no regrets whatsoever because it got me to where i am right now See? and i, I have fun in a certain classes and a certain models especially the final project i don't know you've matched to do it the final project was the video game trailer
1: oh yeah 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 that was cool
0: what was yours uh mine was uh that one the the trailers but w- but which trailer i did mine I was the Remember which one it was exactly I know mine was the 1886 video game from PlayStation 4. Oh, we, Oh wait, the um. The one the werewolves and shit. Oh,
1: never mind. Never mind about another game. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: cool. Yeah, I did that, and that was I. I gotta tell you, that was by far the funnest shit I've ever done. Foley voice acting, and making the song and the recreating the audio out of that trailer. That was fun. You did it as a group or as a whole class together? As a group. Um. Because it was divided, the the class itself was divided into two. Yeah. So, like, this half you do this, this other half you do that. So, that way there's like time for everybody to do it, you know? Yeah.
1: Unfortunately for our class, by the time we got to the last module, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, like 12, 13 people. So, we ended up oh. doing a class together. Well, well that's. I love the, the the what is it the 5.0 surround yeah, system
0: yeah 5.1 I
1: think I have this like the, for example the gunshot would be in front the front two speakers and then the back you have just reverb so it could sound realistic. Oh, that's
0: I, that's what I loved about that room and, and sad that that room is not designed to make music but it's it's just it's sober sick to make music in there like the whole surround system that goes around you and then just like have everything like to follow all the way through your ears It's like i explained that to one of the episodes in which yeah
1: when i about it it's, not, it's a controller
0: yeah exactly yeah. and then that the whole room itself is good and the reason why you have a surround system in your movie feet or in movies or in your room and why things sounds all around you it's because of that room you know it, it's so sick man it's like yeah, super sick and we met some very interesting people there don't you agree
1: yeah and like I said, bro, I met everybody that I know now. Everybody, everybody, everybody. And the one that started actually introducing me was Luisito cuz that's how I met you, remember?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, shout out to Luisito, man. Yeah, like, shout out to like, you, brother.
0: Uh, hey, well, him and what's his name? Um, Frank? Ugh, not Frank. <laughs> <laughs> not Frank. Um, what's his Soflo? Oh my god, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like I don't know how he is. Maybe he changed as a person, but nah, man. At that time, screw that guy.
0: Oh my god, let's talk about a little bit about how we met from him. Oh my god, that was bro. so weird, bro. That was this guy just promising
1: us like a bunch of gigs, a bunch of gigs, and ended up only a, only giving us like one. And it was in the parking lot. I don't. You didn't do that one. You were like, nah, I'm gonna pass on that. That it was one in the parking lot for um, I think it was for like four twenty. And he was like making a big hype about it, but he went up to both of us saying, "Hey, do you guys want to do this and this?" Because oh we're and I was the one that said yes. And you're like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> Dude, I ended up the like, no, nobody showed up. And I was like, oh, I remember I had my own gear, bro. My own CDJs. Do you what? Yeah, I had to bring my own CDJs.
0: Oh yeah, I remembered that. <laughs> uh, uh, Charlie, I know Charlie went to that one. Because he was he was more into with him and with that group because Charlie never was never into the EDM much. He was more into sing and rap and write lyrics and make hip hop beats and shit like that. So I told Charlie's like, hey, man, you go for it. I, I'm not. I'm, it's not it for me. It's not. I don't see any value as a house DJ at that time when I was house DJ. I don't see any value on me going over there, you know, and I was I know I was mentioning this to one one of my episodes about him. Um that, that it's funny that's how we also met, you know. It, it was like that. It was just a guy, you know, who was he was he wasn't bad, he wasn't malice or anything, but there was no structure with him on or his organization or anything that he gives us was empty promises because you know, like it there was it was just Very random. But again, we were starting out. We didn't know best. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know where to go, who to go. It was was one of those early things. I remember that we, when I started out with him, was during Ultra Weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we did the after party. Yeah, the after party (laughs) that you started, that you started DJing and everything, man. Yeah. That's when you started on your Mubatom stuff, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad throwback to that. But Um, yeah, man. I remember that night. That was, that, was, that was a pretty good night though. I ain't gonna lie. Cause we walked around, we saw the Ultra from the outside. We were like visiting like little cool spots, like in the train station.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was yeah, that was and a cool, that was, cool. That was a cool night. I mean it, it was, it was. It's just that just like you, it was my equipment as well. Oh, that's
1: right, it was your
0: equipment. It was my mixer, my CDJ, my other CDJ, my cables, everything hooked up to the sound system. Yeah, like everything was mine, and he and we stayed there all the way till fucking five a.m. in the morning. What? Yeah, because I cannot leave my my oh, yeah, yeah, of
1: course you can't you can't leave
0: your stuff. I couldn't leave my stuff I, at that time. I can't I can't just trust somebody that just recently met at school. Like yeah, here's
1: yeah of course
0: bro. And I have to, it was until five a.m. that we left, and then he told me it's like yeah. oh can I use your shit for tomorrow morning at SAE for the block party. It's like what block party? Is people gonna be alive for this? It's like, are they gonna wake up for this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like uh oh, shit, motherfucker. Good. Three hours later, I woke up and dropped all my shit. So it's like, here's the setup, here you go. I'm gonna go home. I'll be back like to pick my shit up later. Yeah. Oh, uh, at least wait, did you go in did you went to us with us to Orlando? On that whole uh soul flow tour? No, no. Oh, good thing. Good thing. <laughs> that was a disaster. Good like- thing. Oh my god, bro. What? Disaster <laughs> was an understatement. You know. <laughs> we went to this Orlando gig, ladies All and right. gentlemen, because it was one of the, the first time I've ever done a tour in my goddamn life. First time ever. So obviously when they tell us like, oh, we gotta get you're gonna perform in Orlando and a club and shit like that. Obviously, when you hear those words, you'll be like, holy shit. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's fucking do this. All right. I'm in. I told him I was i I'll go with Charlie. But I'm going to stay in my cousin's house. She she I have cousins over there. She has her own townhome. Right. But I'm telling him it's like I'm staying with that with her because, you know, you know, I don't I don't want to stay over with a bunch of people that I don't know. I'm not going to pay money on... Yeah, when you I, have
1: a place to stay.
0: Exactly, when I have a place to stay. And I told Charlie, hey, Charlie, you're more than welcome to stay and sleep in the couch. It's like, nah, man, it's okay. I'll go with them, you know, just stay over for one night with you. And then and then I'll go with them. It's like, all right, cool. You know, that's fine. Do what you got to do, whatever. Um, So fri- the, the gig is on a Saturday and on Friday we went to check out the place, see what's popping. And we went to do downtown Orlando. Yeah. Shit. Life, you know, shit is cool and everything. We went to the to the place. It looked dope. There was a lot of crowd in there. The music was heavy on the Moomaton and the house. Right. I was moved. I was like, holy shit, this many people for this tomorrow? Oh, I can't wait for this crap, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: Come to find out. This motherfucker never promoted once for that show. Oh my god. Not once did he market about this. He was expecting for me and the other artists to market. And not only that, I thought it was just only the DJs that are performing here. Because that's what the club looked like. It's a club that's for DJs. Yeah. No. He's putting his his rappers to rap as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Like... (laughs) Like, Sean and his buddy on Bubba and the skinny dude. Yeah, God. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no shades on you guys. Like, we, I yeah. got no problem. You guys are awesome, man. But it was just like, that wasn't the gig for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't a gig for us either. Because he was telling me, dude, play all the genres." He's like, what do you mean you play all the drummers? Just, But you play Trap, dubstep, and all that shit, right? Yeah. Like, play those two. Really? On a... Uh, House club, really? I could play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play whatever you want. Whatever it <laughs> feels like, play them. All right. So I ease into it.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, started with the little techno, nah, tech deep house and shit. Why not to get the people ground? Then he, they switched DJs with me with the, with him, and then he started playing that jungle house, whatever the fuck he was playing. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Then he started with drum and bass, and then people. And then he had the people has rappers, you know, rapping, performing right there. And then he's like, all right, play your shit. And I was playing my shit. And that was easily, you know, trying to get into a a set, an actual set, like getting people into it, trying to discover what's up. And, you know, it was just feel weird, bro. There was like, if anything, I counted. There was at least at best, at best, 12 people that ever showed up in that club. Yeah. That shit bombed. That shit bombed. Yeah. All because this guy didn't know how to market, and all because this guy didn't know what to put out there, what to promote. Like he should have. If this club was heavily designed for house shit, put house people in it. Yeah. Good thing you didn't show up, bro. <laughs> yeah. me, fin- I, had, I had an experience like that, like playing for like
1: nobody. Uh, back when I did a show in Dallas with with Kevin yeah so the people that the because Kevin was the one that got the gig but like the promoters they didn't promote it that well but um, I did the same thing like you like I was playing a room like with like one person and uh, you know it's like weird which it shouldn't be but at least for me it affected my self-esteem um, that it was just one person it was just bangers bangers like ah, da you get me and it looked weird just like with one person but then uh, yeah, that's it it's just a weird feeling man I, it was weird
0: it it was definitely a, a weird fitting especially for music that you don't know who you're playing with exactly yeah and then you don't know when to switch it up or who to switch it up oh, you don't know what's it's like or not you basically have to read the room but how do you read a room when there's nobody in the room exactly yeah, yeah. It. yeah. And it was uh, it, it was a life lesson because I never knew Never knew that this that's his, that his structure was like that. Also, I kind of knew how he is, but I never yeah. knew to why it's then. Like, you know that something that I learned the other day with my coworker is like that we were dealing with, uh, with a couple of people that they want to do everything. Mm. They want to be the director, the producer, the video editor, yeah. excuse me, the microphone guy, everything. They want to do everything. And me and my coworker Archie, we were talking about um this stuff and you know how how irresponsible it is how there's no structure in this, like how all because you want to take the credit that like, oh yeah, I did this. But then we were talking about it and say, like, all right, when you're talking to something important about what you do, what's the guy gonna be more impressed? Is he gonna get more impressed when you say, Oh, yeah, I'm the director, the producer, the artist, the the engineer, the this, this, and that, 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 that or is he gonna be more impressed? If you say, oh, yeah, I'm the director and this is my team. He's my producer. He's my artist. He's the the creative guy, the marketing person, the audio guy. like Who's going to be more impressed? Obviously, the guy who has a team instead of the guy who has a all-in-one. That's true. And I got nothing against people who does all-in-ones because I do all-in-one. But then again, I do all-in-one when it's necessary that I have to be that. Yeah, you just gotta know what you can do and what you can't. Exactly. Like, I know I cannot direct and produce at the same time. No, I can definitely produce, I can definitely direct, but I can't do both. I need somebody to while I'm producing, I need somebody to tell me, like, go over there, go over there, go over there. And that I the same thing was like I like I said, I'm a multi, I'm a multi-person when it comes to audio. Like, I can voice act, I can follow the art, I can sound design, I can produce, engineer, podcast, all this stuff there's so many things that I can do but only I focus one at a time I can't do all at once yeah and that was the problem with this guy like this guy was everything like he was his own lawyer he was his own oh, uh, yeah. owner like dude did he ever tell you that he wanted to sign a contract with who
1: with him with the Soulflow records oh yeah yeah I've, I've... Dude, i dude that was my first time that I ever had to say no to something like that <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like I'm a nice person. I don't like people. I mean, I don't make, uh, make people feeling bad, but like, man, that guy was just really bad.
0: Nah, it was the perfect first thing you did was correct. You say no to him and it's not because of hurting his feelings. It's just it's not in, in you like it, you don't see yeah. some You don't see something mm-hmm. that benefits you, especially like what he was doing and what the direction he was going. I don't think he will have enough time for us for to focus on the EDM front. In fact, I believe he doesn't know anything about EDM. To him, EDM is everything. Like, hip-hop is EDM. This is EDM. This is that. That was his own mentality. It's like, no, bro. Like, there's certain style of music that you got to focus on. You can't have that music is all together one thing. Like, no. Like, there's this EDM genre and then there's hip-hop genre. Can't have both at the same time. Like, no. But, hey... It's a good thing that we say Notre Dame because what that was in 2015. A year later, you and me went to Dreamland.
1: Oh yeah. That's actually what actually I was gonna bring up too, man.
0: Puerto Rico. Bro, Puerto Rico was by far the best experience I ever had. And and it was with you and DNA, bro. Shout out to um these two guys, Gene and Mighty. Yeah,
1: man.
0: That's another people I need to bring them up in the podcast too.
1: Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah man, Puerto Rico is insane, man. Shout out to Kevin for throwing that.
0: Yeah, shout out to uh, Kevin, bro. He actually um, pulled the, the stops.
1: The way it happened was incredible because our stage got closed due to the hurricane or the
0: rain, something like that, right? Remember? It was a huge, massive power outage for all the entire island. No hurricane came. It's just a power outage that fucked up the entire island. It's
1: yeah, like, did I get there first in you or did you get there first in me?
0: On the island or on the on did the festival? Get to the island. No, you guys got there first before
1: I did. Because bro, when we, when I got there, there was no power, man. And when you guys you I think it was you and DNA got there, like they landed and everything, bro, powers on, ACs on. <laughs> 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 I there, I showered with cold water. I get out. and I'm like, dry myself. like, dude, I can't even tell if this is water or sweat. <laughs> it was so hot, man. It was just like Miami. It was humid. i was like, oh my god.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> How do you know that part?
1: Yeah, man. It sucked. I mean, it was cool because we had a barbecue because obviously there was no like power, but it was just too hot, man.
0: Yeah, that's, that's my island, bro. That's when when I moved over here. It's like ah, there's not that bit of a difference. It's just
1: yeah, yeah, no, no. That's the only
0: difference I- I'll tell you. The only difference is that over here you can feel the seasons. Like you know when it's winter. Okay. You know when it's spring. You know when it's uh, summer. When it's hot, 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 like we are right now. And you know when it's fall. When it's less hot. Puerto Rico. I kid you not. It's literally summer and fall all year long. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like when it, for us springtime is summertime. That's where the summer really starts. Yeah. And then by the time it's midsummer on the real summer, that's when it's shit is really the hottest. Yeah. And then when you know when fall starts, you have fall all the way to you know till springtime. So it's like we never we never knew what it was to have winter time. Yeah. Luckily when we when we when we were playing
1: at night, it started getting like a good temperature. It was not chilly, but it was not hot. Like it wasn't humid at all. That's I guess we're go- closer to the water right yeah
0: think you were close yeah, where you guys were staying you were actually pretty close to the to the beach you were actually right there in the coast so yeah. the house the house that you guys stayed over you guys were pretty much right there near the coast so oh, but I was saying like when the show for the venue oh well yeah and the venue was definitely we were still close to the we're, we're in the capital so we were still close to the to the shores
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think that's why it was like good,
0: like, good. it got yeah and
1: man the way we got we got to play main stage it was so random i literally talked talk. i literally went up just to go take an instagram video and well first first let me back it up look back at up. like i said the power outage like damaged our stage so like we couldn't play at all like we just basically went to puerto rico just to like, watch the show at that point yeah but then um the show goes on time goes on it's like what well, like 12 it's like midnight it's peak hour i go up stage Um, just to take a video of the crowd and stuff like that. And like literally, um, Pablo and Kevin come up to me and they're like, yo guys, bring your USBs. Um, who was it? Zomboy is running late
0: from his, uh, air from Megalodon. Corey. Oh, Megalodon. Yeah. Megalodon. Corey. Yeah. yeah, Megalodon was actually running late and they didn't have anybody. Yeah. Him. So I go down the stairs so fast.
1: get your usbs man we're going up and dude mind you i was like i was drunk man i was drunk drunk and when they told me that dude it's like i sobered up i was like what what and dude man it was just so random and we played like a good like what 30 40
0: minutes bro bro it was everything everything made sense to me at that point everything is like this is why we do this and man. we
1: all had different genres like you that's like,
0: what made it so how- perfect how- that's what it made it so perfect yep. for that set of ours, because yep. each of us had different genres. Mm-hmm. I focused on the dub set because I was the only dubs that uh, in the group. And yep. you and DNA basically were the Moombaton, Trap, and Jungle Terror t- style guys, the Festival Trap. So you guys were basically jumping back and forth with the Moombas and the Jungle Terrors and the Festival tracks, And I was the only dub set. And it was just perfectly because everything just makes sense with each time. The crazy, I'll still call this the most craziest back-to-back ever. I kid you not. Bro, Virtual Riot, Barely Alive, Phase 1, got nothing on us. (laughs) (laughs) Got nothing on us because they're all dubstep guys. They know what to play on on the show. We, we've never done a back-to-back together at all. At all, we've seen each other's uh, sets and shows. We support each other. We never DJ together. Let alone a back to back like that on a main stage, front yeah. of seven thousand people on a sold out show. Yeah, that was insane. And I rem- I'm now I'm remembering. So obviously that's how we, how uh, Celts explained it. We were just basically there. It got to the point like you know, like let's drink because we're not playing. You know, I just enjoy it. We're in Puerto Rico, you get me? So, might as well just enjoy it. But, hey, the
1: drinks were free. Happy. Yeah, the drinks are free.
0: So, so, imagine how much drunk we were getting into until they, until, uh, comes to us. It's like, yo, you have your USBs, get ready. It looks like we're going to do a back to back. It's like, what? What? <laughs> Come again? Come on. <laughs> Woo. All right. And the funny thing is that we did a 20 minute mm-hmm. because they were shooting us to fail. Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that, but I knew for the, for the first time they told us like I need you to do a twenty minute. It was before uh, one of the oh, yeah before before we actually did the big one. Exactly, it was before uh one of the locals um uh J Z J Z O, jvo J V O J V O yeah um it was beforehand and they gave us the green light for a twenty minute set just to you know like here yeah. have your set you know get yeah. it over get it over it you guys and have was, to share.
1: Oh, that, was, that was a pretty bad one. I was messing up a lot. I'm not going to lie.
0: You know I was, what?
1: And I wasn't drunk at the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was actually still pretty good for a 20-minute set. Yeah. It was still pretty good for them to actually give us the green light, do a 40-minute set. Yeah. Until Corey comes and, like, basically do his set.
1: Yeah.
0: And at that point, when we were doing the 40-minute set, mm-hmm. we were already at peak time. Yeah. And everybody was just getting lit. And the whole the intro <laughs>
1: with the strobe lights, we got on the table, everything, bro. bro.
0: <laughs> Take me back, please. Yeah. And I remember that I, I actually had a couple of originals and s- remixes that mm-hmm. every time it was my turn, I was able to play them. And I saw people fucking around with my song. I was just like, bro, what? <laughs> What? Nah no, bro, that... To me, that's the greatest back to back in all back to back histories. I don't care what anybody says. Like, no, bro, you guys never... It, you're talking about four guys who've never DJed together like that. Never back to back together like that. We never knew if we were in sync with each other or not. We never knew if we were fucking in it or not. We just did it and just, yeah. And we were just having fun, bro. I saw you and Mighty going up there on this with a mic going, everybody fucking jump. And then (laughs) I I still got one of the videos. The fucking fire flames came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, man. It was epic. It was epic. Bro. Yeah, man. After that, after that, I didn't really get to play many shows. Um and then I just started concentrating on music, to be honest. Rather than DJing and stuff like that, that's I know like, you, you. You and DNA to this day, well, DNA to this day still do shows, do shows. But I not s- do like all open format.
0: Yeah, but that see, that's the thing, man. Like I never, I never liked the whole open format style. You know, I I done it for many years in Puerto Rico as a as a bar DJ, as a club DJ. When I, I said it myself, when I when I moved to Miami, I want to play my music. Whatever the fuck I want to play. That was my whole mindset. And that's why I was doing all these shows.
1: I remember Club Hearts, Space.
0: <laughs> Life in Color. Life in Color, man. Yeah, mm.
1: everybody played it.
0: That was amazing. That was a great time, man. But I wish I I admire you a lot, actually. Because I wish I could have done that route that you took. Maybe if I could have done that route that you took of just focusing on your music. Yeah. I probably could have been a whole lot better on my on my craft than than what it is right now. And I did say it. I did say it on a couple of episodes that you know I highly recommend people like you know if you want to produce music, if you want to be well known, just focus on your craft. If you want to have the fame on being a DJ or cl- uh, be a club DJ and whatnot, then go go to the promotion companies. Yep. Find my me. you go to them, they'll hook you up. Guarantee they'll hook you up. You do the work, they'll hook you up. Yep. But yeah, at that time I was just, you know, I didn't know I had I had no guidance. Yeah. I was just going going now as of like okay, I guess this is the route I have to take if I had to get it to there.
1: Yeah. Dude, one thing that I do have to say talking about shows
0: mm.
1: is that now I view them as different. Talk like, to me. I, I go to shows now. Before I used to I used to just go to EDM shows because that's where all my friends and you know everybody I supported do. Right. Uh, but now, as of like last year, I started going out more and I started viewing it differently. I was like, man, instead of being in backstage, actually being front and enjoying the show is actually way more fun. Like just going to club, it's it's so much fun now. You get me? Stuff that I would never done in the past. So I think now when, when hopefully when things get better, I wouldn't mind going to a festival as a as an attendee. Yeah, exactly. I, I would okay. actually I look forward to that because there's nothing like that experience, honestly. That that experience is really fun. Like, just enjoying the music, being yourself, man. It's it's really fun, man. Because you know how backstage, sometimes you got to be, like, professional. Yeah,
0: professional, all looking dressed up in
1: black. Yeah. And and it's weird when you're actually enjoying the music. And I'm just like, nah, man. And then when I did that switch, man, it's the best thing. Like, even, like, for example, like I was saying, the club. Like, I was going to a club that just paid... um. Like Spanish music, like a tone, like that Spanish trap, like, mm-hmm. uh, central, bro. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude.
1: Oh man. Oh, that's a blast, man.
0: That's very interesting because I'm kind of the opposite. I'm not a club person. Yeah. And I'm not a, a festival person either. I'm it, And it's funny. It's like, yeah, me, the DJ. Yeah. 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 And not, I'm not a club person, but, it, but also I don't drink. Yeah, um, festivals or on clubs or anything. I drink on my own time. I drink with my homies, with my family. That's the only time I drink. But right. outside of that, I don't waste one cent on it. So when I go to the clubs or festivals, like it's just water for me and me as a DJ, like people have a hard time realizing like what you don't drink, you don't do drugs. You ju- That's yeah. you and that's your energy. Uh, yeah, that's my energy. <laughs> but I guess it's because because I've been doing on the club scene for so long that I do not enjoy it. That's true. Because you did work at a at a uh, it's like an outside club thing, right? The the hotel. Remember? Yeah, the like, Clevelander. Even man. Yeah. I see how you can afford to that? I, I think the Clevelander was just the peaking point to like where it ruined everything for me. Yeah. And obviously, in the Clevelander, um, twelve hour shifts every weekend when everybody's having a good time and you're not. And you're not allowed to. <laughs> and I think that's that job is what set me off of not drinking every weekend, as I suppose I used to do it before. Yeah, right. So like, if I don't drink on the weekends, then when do I drink? I can't drink on the weekdays because I don't <laughs> like drinking on the weekdays. So it's kind of yeah. we- it's kind of weird mm, drinking on the weekdays. It, <laughs> it's kind of weird for me, you know. So like, that got me off, and obviously, I've been working on this club scene for shit. For as long as I remember, when I started, like, I guess like, uh, eighteen years, eight eight years, eight years, oh, almost eight. a decade working on the club scene, yeah, both in bro. Puerto Rico and Miami. Yeah. So when I go to the clubs, like Hard or Space or shit like that, I I'm only there to support my homies. Yeah, support you, support DNA, support um nitty gritty, Shindo. Uh, That's big- how
1: I used to view it. That's how I used to view it, and now that I see it, like the other way around now. I find it fun now. I don't know.
0: <laughs> see, because that, that that's the thing. It, it's very it's very interesting because you see it in a different way that I do, because I've been on the game for so long that from the that's club scene that it ruins it for me for you. You actually enjoy it more. And I wish I can actually enjoy that often as you can. You know,
1: I, I guess I got to the point because, like I said, I was like I was like that, too. Like I didn't like the party and when I would go out, I was just go support you guys and yeah, I'd take a shots here and there with you guys, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now um I forgot the whole thing that I was gonna make the point of. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So I think it came to a breaking point for so many years of just working, coming home, music, working, coming home, music. Yeah. It just got a breaking point where I was like, oh man, now this is not the only thing I can do. I gave that a try.
0: Yeah. I wish I could I could be like that. Now I'm more like I want my VIP experience. I want my VIP treatment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it. Yeah, we all we all we all got to that middle. Yeah. But even even still, I I still enjoy it once in a while when I do. I was actually planning on going for for all of Nate Greedy's show and the disciple show this year for before oh, COVID okay. happened. Yeah, for Miami Music Week. I was planning that, on going I, with my huh? He was gonna do a disciple show? No, no, no. But I, I was going to a Disciple show.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, you know, just go. Those are like the two nights I was going to do. I'll do uh, Nate Greedy on one night and then Disciple on the other night and that's it. I'm not going to do anything else. And if you guys were planning to do something, then hey, I'll tag along and whatnot. Yeah. I don't think I was going to do anything. To be honest
1: mm-hmm. Hey,
0: but I did enjoy last year's uh, Miami Music Week when you actually performed at Space Jet.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, throwback. To, yeah, yeah. For real, you were you went to the space oil? I yeah, was, yeah, I was yeah, with you, bro. Yeah, for real, man. Yeah, I just what what kind of seemed dead to me w- was because since they hit, they did the whole Ultra thing in the in the island. Remember? They oh,
0: some- and keep it Yeah,
1: caused everybody that was leaving to take hours and hours, and that's why kind of Miami music week was dead because it it was either you go to Ultra. And you don't go to Miami Music Week because by the time you get back, it's like super late. Or you go to Miami Music Week and you go to Ultra. Because before Ultra was in downtown. I mean in, yeah, basically downtown. Yeah, downtown
0: right there in Bayfront.
1: So you could just go to the clubs right after with no traffic and nothing like that. But now Yeah,
0: now it was it was that was like Kibi's game, what Uber to go to the mainland. Ooh man. Huh? And they were gonna bring it back this year too, remember? Yeah, there. before the whole Covid shit. And then Ultra, you know what they did—the shittiest shit they, they could have ever done—not right. give refunds to everyone who who purchased tickets. They never
1: gave uh, refunds to nobody.
0: As far as I'm as far as I'm concerned or have known, yeah. they haven't given any refunds, and there's a couple of lawsuits. I know, I know what when
1: it first happened. I know what they did. Um, they gave uh, people who bought admissions the next year admissions.
0: That yeah, I know. People who wish to do that, they could come back again, use the same ticket, you know? And people who wanted a refund, it's like, nope, all sales are final. It was something about they were protected by the COVID, by the pandemic. They were protected. They say, like, in case of pandemic, we still reserve all our rights to to law. Some bullshit clause that I I read upon. I was like, what the fuck? You have something like this? Yeah. But EDC, Pasco Rotella, he gave away his refunds to everyone, really, oh, on God. all of his shows, like all his festivals, like the Wonderland's to the Daisy Carnivals to everything, oh, like my, he my. gave away all. Like you guys want refunds? All right, we'll give you refunds. You can either hold it for next year or for another show, or we'll give you a refund. See, that was that was the most legit shit he that he could have done. That went on top. That went away with, bro. It is is better than Ultra. Like. Yeah. EDC too one day. Huh? And EDC. That's a goal, man. I want to go to Vegas one day.
1: Yeah, that looks so nice.
0: That that definitely will, will be dope to go. Just one, just one weekend. Why not? See what's up, man. And uh, yeah, in- For questions. Hey, man. Like a couple of questions that I got here is, um, what are you currently doing, and what do you hope to uh, accomplish? Um, as far as what I'm
1: doing now, I'm actually enjoying making music. I'm not making what people want to li- listen to, uh, and now I'm viewing it more as a hobby. Like I'm making music to make music for fun, and what I i mean, what I'm looking to accomplish really is just to entertain people. Because after things get better, I want to do vlogs and do the music thing too. Yeah, but I'm not just going to be focusing on the music thing, and I don't look to be a huge artist you get me that's one thing that i had to learn to accept like maybe if the music that i make truly make it pops off it pops off but it's not a thing that i put on my it's not a priority of mine to be a big artist anymore i'm gonna be releasing music just because i like it it's Amen. not like like oh i'm making this song just because i want to make it to disciple like nah you get me like that's that's it uh I, i'm changing the view of it now it's not a career choice; it's a hobby. And my career choice now is just to entertain people. To be honest, it could be music if you like it, or it could be the videos that I make.
0: But that's the that's what I'm going for now. That's good, man. And and I, I support your decision, and I applaud what you've done because, thank you. Believe it or not, bro. And I've told you this a couple times. Um yeah. You're like the most amazing producer that i've ever met or heard of like all all of your hundreds of unreleased songs that you have because i know <laughs> you have hundreds more than i do yeah. it's just it gives me a little bit of jealousy because like holy shit this guy's sound is amazing how the fuck is this guy nice song to a, to a label how the fuck this guy is not recognized by the, by the people like this guy's music is next level shit and, and when i see that on people i let them know right there in the spot, like you have the talent you have the potential to go and push this even further and something i, I want to applaud you is that you're not looking for seeking for attention you're just doing it because you want to exactly. And that's a problem that I have for a long, long time. I think I was trying to please others instead of pleasing myself. I was trying to please the people from Disciple, from Monster Cat and never say die because I want to re- one day I want to release a song with them. That, that was my, you know, I'm trying to get that stick to it, getting there. But I believe because of doing such of that, that I was trying so hard that it led me to what we were discussing earlier, that. I w- I felt so pressured. It felt like a job. It didn't feel like I was having fun. It it felt like there was there wasn't nothing that I was releasing that was unique. It was all the same. Like I I just didn't like it. And then starting with the podcast, and I've enjoyed so much more with the podcast than any time that I've ever done music. You know, and now when I come back to music, I was just like, oh my god, this sounds amazing. Why did I stop this? All right, hold on. Let me let me do a little doodle. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm definitely viewing that. Like, I'm making music as a hobby, no longer as a job. I'm just making it as a fun, whatever I feel like it. If I am release a song, fuck it, let's release a song. If I can't release it on, on one of these labels, fuck it, I'll release it on my own. It's still good. Exactly. There's actually a song that I've been wanting to release for the longest time, but they'd be telling me like, no, just give it to our label so that way you know like get a release because it's good. It's like, no, nah, bro, I'm going to release this like i don't know maybe next month or something like that exactly. or maybe it's gonna be part of my ep mm-hmm. part yeah. of my ep so I, you know at least i know um but i having that having that set of mentality to have it as a hobby if it lifts up a weight
1: yes a lot man a lot of weight off
0: Literally, it's a way that we ourselves put in. We put so much pressure on ourselves, and we always blame ourselves. So, why is this not working? And by releasing that, it just allows us to breathe again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It makes us feel happy again because I'm pretty sure we weren't. We, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I didn't like the results. I was just like, eh. like. Yep. Eh. So doing stuff like this helps out. Make turn it. It's a huge mindset switch that you that you had to go for yourself. You can have other people. People can tell you otherwise, but mostly it's ultimately you who have to decide. That's what awesome. you're and you have to be true to yourself and you have to be open and honest about your your expectations, your realities. Because that's yeah. another thing. Like it's okay to have a certain fantasy that you want to reach them, but you also gotta be real about it and, and see your expectations. Like meet your expectations like can you really really do it or it's just like yeah i can do this i can do this see that see that's the difference and um, i feel like you and me we always connect to that because we always like look each other up we always whatever feedback you got we need from each other we help it out and we're always there to support each other both physically and mentally you know for whatever we need you know for each other and we're always there for each other that's why, like doing a, sh- a podcast show with you or with any of my homies, man, it's something refreshing, right? Something brand new that we've haven't done it, and it just brings back perspectives, other people's perspective, and more educational for people who are coming from you know up and comers. And we uh, let us tell our story, let us share us a story to you know. Do you really want to go this route or is it that you're just doing it for this route? Yep. I mean, I don't know what I, what more advice I can give. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, is there any advice that you will give to someone who wants to start?
1: Yeah, man. Um, basically what I said earlier that make music that makes you happy because yeah, you could be forcing music, um, that people want to listen to for a couple of years, but it adds up and it gets to you and you just start feeling this heavy weight and you don't want to do it anymore. You, you start losing the fun of it. But once you start seeing and making the music that you want and you're happy with, it, it's, it's amazing. That's my advice.
0: I agree. I I'll follow up with that with, um, Make whatever music makes you happy. Like, if you want to make dubstep, make dubstep. If you want to make dubstep and trap, make dubstep and trap. If you want to make house dubstep and trap, make house dubstep and trap. Sky's the limit. If you can do it and makes you happy, go for it. Don't let anybody tell you, like, no, you have to stick with one genre. Lies. false. Don't ever believe what they tell you. In fact, don't ever let anybody tell you what you can or cannot do. Because they don't know their own expectations. They don't know your own expectations. You know your full potential. You know how far you can go.
1: True. One uh, one production tip though. The best thing that you can ever do. A- after you mix a song. Or after you make it. Take a break. Because the song is not going to sound as good as you think. Oh. You oh, need yeah. those hour breaks. Or even the next day. Because the next day you're going to listen to it. And you're gonna be like oh man. No, this doesn't sound right. So before you export it and directly send it to the artist that you have the email of or the label, yeah, <laughs> give it a day or two and listen to the mix again. And literally, the mix makes the song if you're trying to make it sound professional.
0: That's it. I agree, man. Thank you very much, ourselves for this, man. It's been a great episode. Another one in the books. I <laughs> have... We could definitely expect more of Celts in the following episodes in the future for a couple of recurring guests when he pops out here and there, whenever there's a, a chance. When everything is normal. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Whenever it's normal, it's going to be on his blog. So, guys, be sure to check out his um his pages. Plug yourself out there, man.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me on all social medias, any anywhere. for uh, It's on Celts underscore official. Again, that's Celts underscore official.
0: That's with a Z on, on the Zeltz, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. S-E-L-T-Z. Boom, man. One last thing. Where did the name Zeltz came from? Zeltz? Um, I've always liked Seltzer
1: Water and... What's it called? Seltzer Water and... I forgot. The other bubbly water. Okay. Mineral water. Right. Um, I've always loved those a lot. And honestly, there's no huge meaning to it behind it. It's just I love those drinks. Um... Okay, I felt like it was different because I felt like my other name was kind of too hard for other people to pronounce, like Chavalo. You get me? Yeah. And it's, it's a whole new product. I just want to get rid of it. I was trying
0: to, I was trying to, like, yeah, you were trying to get rid of that name for the longest time I've ever known. Yeah, you were always yeah. trying to come up with this other random names, it's like I'm trying to get rid of Chavalo. It's like, oh well, I mean, Chavalos, but I get I get the meaning, you know, just like, hey. Just like Wolfson, guys. To be honest, there's nothing really meaning behind Wolfson. I tell people the 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 story that they wanna hear, and then a few people the actual true story. (laughs) And the true story is that uh, me and Charlie were going on our way to Club Space, and we hit the exit, and one of the signs it says MDC uh, Wolfson Campus. Oh, (laughs) that's (laughs) the. I never put those two together. Wow, bro! Then I was like, "Oh, let me change the F for the V and then the O for you." So it's like a sun, like a sunny day. And I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf during the sun. You know, wolf sun. Damn, I never would have thought about that. <laughs> I remember I told that to um uh, <laughs> uh nitty gritty's manager Paul. Oh, okay, yeah. I I told him the both stories. The 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 story that people want will like to hear and the actual true story and yeah. when I did both, both stories he started laughing it's like you know what go stick with stick with the the first story okay it, it's much more revealing <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man
0: yeah man but hey man thank you thank you again for coming into the episode man maybe next time we can actually bring DNA all together here we could have a full session between all of us here. Be fun Yeah, yeah. Or big and slim, or even fucking Kevin. a motherfucker yeah. better appear once in a while. <laughs> yeah, man. Like the whole crew, man. Absolutely, man. And Luisito. Oh, that's another guy. Luisito with his um, with his boy Neymar doing that sets death shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's like a res type of style.
0: Yeah, I I fuck with them a lot in Instagram. So you know, I hope I hope they I hope they go uh, pretty far, man. Because you know yeah. they I know Luisito and Luisito you know he always gets pinned down for the stupidest shit and he never has a good luck you know he always had a, a bad luck in the industry and hopefully this is something that you know gets him you know what he deserves you know
1: yeah man definitely
0: but yeah man thanks again man i hope to see you in the next time and um thank you guys for listening and remember every week it's a brand new episode with a brand new topic so Be sure to like and subscribe to get your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And also, you can check out my YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. So comment down below and share your experience, guys. Let let us hear what you guys think about it. Let us hear your experience into the industry, how you guys come out. See you. There's similarities. We're trying to grow as a community. So thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys at the next one. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Peace.